podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And you want to break our walls down? And you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. Back four, we're back. Um, loads to get through to this week because of games we've played, games we have coming up, loads of stuff we've done. Um, just to let you know, after this pod, um, we'll take probably a five minute break and then we come back and do that bonus pod. We promised you, um, it's gonna kick off from the very, very start. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Um, we've got a slight preview of it about 15 minutes ago, and it's it's fucking it's mental anyway. Look. Um, where we start, let's start last Tuesday night. Um, Man City 1, Liverpool 2, 5-1 on aggregate. A massive night for Liverpool, um, a massive result and a massive statement. Ian, um, people were getting very, very nervous before this game, despite a 3-0 lead. And after two minutes, they were getting even more nervous. But I have to say, the Reds were absolute mustard, weren't they? Yeah, it's, it's that thing we talked about the other week about the improved mental strength of the side. I thought we were tremendous. I was really confident all week. I wasn't one of these doomsayers. Like, when they scored inside the first two minutes, my heart started switching a bit. And then I thought, if we just get to half-time with no more damage, then we can, you know what I mean, we can crack on. But then when they hit the post, when Lovren had that shot onto the post, I think it was off Sané, wasn't it? Uh, that's when my heart really started going. But Second half, we proper got a grip when Aldam really started to come into his own. And then once we once we scored, it was it, it was all over, wasn't it? Fans were fantastic as well. Uh, you look you look at the lineup, Matt. Um, it was probably the lineup everyone predicted. There was no there was no mass there was no kind of shocks in it whatsoever. The, when the city one comes in, though, you're looking going. Are these playing a three six one? That's what it looked like. And from the very beginning, they wanted the panels in and get as many attacking players into attacking positions and see what they could do against us. But I have to be honest, after probably 20, 25 minutes of concerted pressure, I thought they huffed and puffed and I thought they blew themselves out very, very quickly. I, I don't know. We, we got lucky. Um, the offside goal should have stood. Hitting the post, they, they had a, quite a few chances there. If any one of them went in, it's a total different half-time team talk. The the thing that ruined them, I thought, was uh, Fernandinho. He, he got pushed further back. He was um, 
he's kind of covering the back three in the first half, starting attacks and then dropping in when needed. And then the second half, I, I don't know if it was because we pushed up an extra 10 yards or he was told to, but he was in that back line a lot more than he was in the first. Um, but, I mean, overall, we we dominated. We deserved the, to go through. We had two very, very good halves of football. One good half at home to... Um, at home in the second half and then one bad half I thought so overall we, we deserve to go through their lineup. That's that's Pep all over isn't it um, he's never just going to go the boring try and grind out results he's going to do something different trying to trying to make people talk and make Klopp think um, and, and that's what it was as you said it was like a 3-1-6 a, a three, a or a, however he had them set up but that's just Pep Guardiola I thought it worked well first half we we were proper battered we were we were chasing shadows almost um, as I don't know whether it was Klopp or Pep who changed our time but we picked it up and our front three done done what they always do I, th- I think Pep screwed up with that line up I said it before the game as well it's too attacking alright it took us 25-30 minutes to really get to grips with them And if you've already put all your eggs in one basket, where do you go when you need to change it up? You can't. They couldn't go any more attacking than that. And I think playing three at the back with our front three is just asking for trouble. I think he fucked up. Like as good a coach as he is, obviously, I think uh, I think he went too early himself. And he didn't start Aguero as well, which was a mad shout. I think he's not fit, though, is he? No, I think Aguero's a mile off being fit. I think he's literally the last resort for them. Um, Grizz, the lads have talked there about. Suppose the formation from Pep and he changes it around. I think I think Klopp got into Pep's head in the first leg and the, the atmosphere of Anfield got up, got to him at the first leg and he left he leaves Sterling out and he and then he plays Laporte left back. And I think we get into his head for the second half as second leg as well, sorry. And the reason I say it is because people all week tell me, Oh see if they come out and play the way they've been playing all season they, they can score three, they can score four, they can score five. And I wasn't arguing with that. But to see them come out and go that kind of gung-ho and, you know, they looked to me, it looked a bit desperate. The line looked, to me looked a bit desperate from the very beginning. And I think Klopp got into his head again. Do you think so? Yep. Oh, thanks. thanks for asking the question at the end. I was going to do a Matt special. But no, uh, you're spot on. Um, doesn't matter how much he denies it. In both games, for Pep to sort of change his team tactics and ethos, not ethos as much, but sort of his team tactics and personnel, shows that in both games, Klopp did get into his head. Because as Ian says, the first game he leaves out Sterling, which is, um, and plays Laporta left back, so which is a weird decision. Um, and even in the second game, he doesn't play. Look, City, and we always discuss about Liverpool, it's all about rhythm and playing the same players, and, and you play the team that's been doing very uh, brilliant for you and you play the same formation he changed it in two games against Liverpool in both games so the second game just like everyone else that first few minutes was twitchy and you're going to remember it, it emanated from a mistake from VVD and a bad refing decision right so apart from that right, apart from the helter-skelter of a couple of crosses where sort of one came out to you know the dubious offside goal I didn't think they had many clear-cut chances at all. They had plenty of possession in midfield. And I think he, he put too much emphasis on controlling the midfield. And he put the, 
What's that geezer's name that played on the left, the the, the, the right, sorry? The, is it Silva? The other Bernardo Silva, Silva, isn't it? Bernardo Silva came in on the right and he put, he left, he kept signing on the right, uh, left and, he, and he, he switched. He gave Sterling like almost a free roll. But so they were bound to have the possession, especially, and you've got to remember, we were without Emery and Hendo, our first two choices uh, at number six at DM or whatever you want to call it. So Ginny's still learning how to play that. So it took him about half an hour, 45 minutes, you could say, to get into the rhythm of things. I wasn't as panicky as everyone else or as a lot seemed to be. It was a lot of control. It was a lot of controlled possession. They had control, but I didn't think we were out of control. I didn't think they, I don't, I don't think we were sort of that under pressure in terms of chances and our keeper make, making miraculous saves because he didn't. Ian, um, they have a few chances. Um, there's one that hits the bar. There's, there's a goal that, probably should have been given um, but they're 1-0 up and at half time Guardiola loses the plot altogether how much is that because of the decisions or the way the game has gone and how much of it is he knows this is slipping from is, there, is most of it that it's slipping from him or is it most of it just down to them decisions it'll be a combination of the lot I think when, you, when a goal is so wrong wrongly ruled out when you're chasing a three goal deficit and then you have a goal robbed from you like that then you're going to lose your, the plot you know what I mean it, going at 2-0 like Matt said that is a completely different game that it, it fucked him up him getting sent to the stands certainly didn't help how can he tell how can he tell his players at half time I don't even know if he's allowed in the changes at half time if he's been sent off but how can how can he then try and relay Stay calm, don't lose your shit, this'll happen, you know what I mean? We'll get there. If he's just gone fucking ape shit and gone up to the crowd. I think I think Klopp's got Pep's number. He's beat is that like seven times he's beat him now? Something like forty percent of Klopp of Guardiola's defeats in his career have come at the end of Klopp, it's mental. But I just think they had more chance if they'd have played the team that they played against Spurs today, the same the normal formation and just went for it. They're the best team in the league. There's a reason why they're pissing the league. So go at it. Have faith in your own players. And don't try and be too smart. Don't try and be too clever. We didn't fuck around. We didn't change formation or anything like that. And it just played into our hands. Like. No, it did play into our hands. And you know, I don't think he's allowed in the changing rooms. I think he sent straight to the start. No. Um, and you could see the mix-up. Nobody knew who was going up to get the information. Nobody knew who was staying down the touchline to receive the information and pass it on. It's, it certainly didn't help, like, certainly didn't help. Um, Matt, it, it, it second half starts, and when I'm watching it, I'm just thinking, just score a goal. Just score a goal, because they can't go at this pace that they've gone at in the first half, and this goal completely knocks the wind out of them. And we get the goal, and... Um, you put up a lovely tweet yesterday with really dramatic fucking music and everything behind it, and it's gone completely mental. Um, but to be fair, did I tell you I had a big, big tweet? Yeah, no, no, you did. Have I told you on numerous occasions. Um, but <laughs> funny enough, I've watched the goal so many times. <laughs> but actually, watching it to your dramatic backdrop, um, that tears City apart. And I don't think it's given enough credit. I think that the finish from Salah has given loads of credit. But, but, but the, the pass from Wijnaldum to Oxlade-Chamberlain, onto Salah, onto Mane, who probably should have a penalty. But to get that goal, what, 10 minutes into the second half, um, it sealed us down to the ground then, didn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. Can I ask you? Just a quick one. On. If Salah doesn't score or Salah doesn't get onto that, do you think Mane is getting a decision there? Nah, that ref's no, not giving don't. anything. Okay. He's, he's no. giving yellow cards out all day, but he's he not giving any fouls. He was terrible, I thought. Absolutely terrible. He, he didn't even flinch when Mane went down, It wasn't he? He didn't even put his arms up to say play on or anything like that. He was just... Yeah, we, we had to get the goal there. But just, I mean, pulling it back to getting the half-time was absolutely amazing. Um, from conceding so early to shore it up as much as we did. Um, I know we conceded a fair few chances and got a little bit lucky, but to to give them not many shots on target, I was so happy how far we've come as a team. To look back to the start of the season, um, just just little incidents like Mane, the red card, and we just crumble. Uh, Tottenham, one mistake by Lovren, and we just crumble. We haven't seen that since December time now, and we are a much stronger team, as in um, like not the players we got, just our mentality. Uh, so to get in a half time I was made up and then to come out we, we definitely pushed up about 10 yards Genie was on the ball a lot more because I thought in the first half whenever one of our midfield grabbed the ball he was just surrounded we had no space we had nothing there was no options no one was moving everyone was just thinking fuck they're going to attack fuck they're going to attack uh, and you could see they were all nervous on the ball so it was good to see in the second half Genie just just jinking past someone uh, and creating the space for Ox and and from then on, it's just it's just poetry, magical. It's just, poetry in motion, isn't it? Poetry in absolutely motion. Absolutely is, mate. Um, it, it, it's exactly what we've been looking at all season. Um, everyone's getting involved. Everything, every single little part of that was perfect. You see, uh, <coughs> that pass the outside of the foot. Salah Sal- one touch and then pass again. He has to get that off in that split second, otherwise the the move breaks down. Manny's first touch, nutmegs fucking Laporte. It was just all beautiful. I absolutely Boy. loved it. And what's up? No, nothing, nothing. Sorry. And even Salah after the pass, he, he does the usual thing of what our attackers do. They don't give up. He's there. He's an, anticipating that the ball might drop. And, and it's perfect. And, and and what a chip that was. What under the pressure they've battered us for sixty minutes. To chip that ball at that angle, ah, unbelievable. I love that lad. That's a proper finisher's goal. And it's, oh. in, in the heat of it and the speed of everything going on, he has the awareness to know that this defender's going to slide across the ground to try block a shot. And he just lifts that's it. That's a goal. That's a goal that you do when you've got 37 goals already to your name. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you can if you've only got anything. three goals all season, you don't fucking take that chance. You <laughs> no, swat yeah. it as hard yeah, as you yeah. can. <laughs> You're absolutely smashing the edge as hard yeah. as you can. And, and the, be- but the, the beauty of it is he actually didn't look to me as if he was 100% fit, but he sh- they, sh- they were so shit scared of him, right? And that and you're right, that's just a pure conference goal. He did he still had an influence in the game, and that's the that's how amazing this kid is because he wasn't. You could tell he's not 100 100%. I think Mane was so pivotal in that win yesterday. I mean, because Salah over, what, 30, 40 yards, Matt, would you say? It's obviously Salah's easily quicker than Mane. But Mane what from standing... Because you're the one who collects all these fucking geeky stats and shit. Uh, but, by but, all accounts, mate, by all accounts, do you reckon Mane's quicker over shorter distances and Salah's I'll, over further? I'll, I was just going to say, if you didn't butt in, Ian, I was going to say Mane <laughs> from a standing start. <laughs> Mane from a standing start is actually quicker. So he receives that ball on the go and that, that burst of speed... Said, 
That no. burst of speed was sensational no, from a standing start. changed what he said. Well, it's yeah. relative. I gave it context. Yeah. Sam was probably no, quick. You did, you did change your mind. <laughs> it's all physics, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's physics. <laughs> what was, uh, what was I was going to say to you, Grace, I was actually going to come on to you um, before you rudely interrupted Matt um, and brought in and then gave us context. But, like Ian said, to, to finish it like that is unbelievable. The way he stands in front of the crowd, he, it's as if... And it's the first time I've really seen it. He does, like, stand in front of the crowd and putting his arms out. But there was a real fucking cockiness to that when he done that the other night. It was yeah, a real, I loved it. it, I loved it, was, it. Yeah. And I've seen him do it before, but that one the other night was a real, I am the fucking dog's bollocks. And I, I, here I am, and what are you going to do about it? Um, but... I read something after the game, or maybe the day after, saying that Klopp had a word with him at half-time and said, listen, this isn't going the way we'd like it to go, and I'm not too sure where it will go, but we're going to do it our way. From here on in, we're doing it our way. I don't, I don't think he was happy with the first half and the way we played. We were quite passive in the way we played. But if you watch even that ball and the, from Wijnaldum to Oxlade-Chamberlain, it wasn't happening in the first half. Chamberlain was backing himself to get ahead of Wijnaldum and get on the ball. And we opened them up. Um, but Grizz, that's, I think that was that 39 goals he had for the season before yesterday. Yeah. Um, do you agree with me? Do you think he looked like I am it and nobody's fucking stopping me? Oh, absolutely. You're right. That's the first time we've seen sort of, not arrogance in his, you know, in, in his celebration, but sort of in terms of conf- total confidence. Um, and also, not only his celebration, which was magnificent, you know, uh, but the team celebration. And I think the way, you know, that video, Matt, is, is where you can see all the team running up to him. Sort of, they knew. And I think that's a sign of confidence. They knew we're going to hold out. Because a sign of sort of um, weakness maybe in the past would have been where players would have been calling everyone back and saying, look, we've still got half. Was it half an hour to go yet or something? Totally maybe a bit yeah. more. Something like that. So, in the past, you'd have seen players calling everyone back. Let's not celebrate yet. There's loads of you know time yet. But I think the way we celebrate, kind of, I think that's another sign of confidence and maturity in this team. Like, we fucked you now, yeah? Because they came out, gave us everything they had, scored a goal in the last, sorry, in the first minute, and then we've gone and just killed all their hopes. And I think Salah's celebration and the team celebration, I think that was another sign of actual confidence that this team is actually going places and we're going to hold out now because after that they were completely dead we actually controlled the rest of the um the 30 minutes and all you could hear is the fucking amazing amazing fans in the background well when the goal went in there was Salah who stands in front of the crowd there was the rest of the team that came at him but when live the actual watching it live when the ball hits the net the crowd behind them it's like a fucking blow. Like, there's that many people going all over the shop. Like, you couldn't even make out faces. There was just bodies everywhere. And even the crowd knew then, oh, no, that's it now. And City straight away, heads were down, shoulders were slumped. It was game over. And then Ian, enter Bobby Firmino, the fella that's definitely better than Maratta. We all know that. We've said it a long time. And um, people that, actually, in fairness, Steve-O's even admitted now that he was wrong and he's delighted how, how well Firmino's doing. But, um, he, he takes advantage of the myth that is fucking this clown playing at the back for them, Otto Mendy. Um, he is fucking shocking. In a, in, a, in a team that has run away and, and won the league today because of the United's result, he is appalling. But the one thing I will say is the way Firmino takes it, moves in and passes it across this amazing goalkeeper and leaves him no chance. 
Um, <laughs> icing on the cake, wasn't it? Yeah, his boss. I thought second half, I thought Firmino was outstanding. You know, he plays like a left mid. Yeah. Goes out to the left. And the amount of time he just controlled the ball, slowed the game down, never lost possession. And he didn't just get it and play the easy pass. He did he get it and he'd roll someone and he'd, he'd put it he put it in between a couple of players. He was just fantastic. Showed a completely different side of his game. He, he must be a manager's dream him to have in that squad because he'll do any job you'd ask him. Do you know what I mean? He probably didn't even want to be a striker at the beginning of the season. And Klopp's moulded him into that position. But... Yeah, mate, like like you said, it's, it's a strange position to be in, uh, a 3-0 lead, isn't it? Because you don't want to play, you can't play, psychology in sport's a big deal, and you, you can't play your natural game where we're going to try and beat them, because we don't need to. So it was strange, but as soon as we got that goal, 35, 40 minutes to go, it's a strange position for a game to be over with 40 minutes to go, but we you could just see. They sunk, we rose, the fans, it was just party mode then. They couldn't get the ball off one album for the next fucking 30 minutes. Oh, he was a monster but, second half, yeah. It, made, it was just a perfect performance, it, like a European performance. Klopp is so underrated with his tactics, it's unreal. It's, it, it's, it's very subtle, the differences that he makes. But to play Firmino on the left, you don't even realise he's, he's, what he's doing there half the time, but it, just, it was just tremendous. Matt, um, and Otamendi is dog shit. Oh, as well, he's, yeah, he's, he's fucking horrendous, like you know what I mean. I, I don't know, like uh, to me, like the money they spent. You look at, he doesn't seem like he's John Stone's biggest fan at the minute. Um, Guardiola, he's injured. No, he loves him. Is he he's injured? injured. I thought he was back. I thought he was back in the squad, and I heard something last week that he hadn't been playing. He was he was favouring Otamendi and company, and then Laporte, but. Looking at the defenders they have, I think it's somewhere where they need to look at again centre half because I don't think Company's the player he was. I don't think Otamendi's any good. I still don't. Stones is all right, I suppose. But Matt, if we come out of that game at one all, and we say, look, yeah, we we got bashed a bit in the first half. We managed to get an equaliser. City's legs went and their their heads went a bit, and the shoulders went down, and and you know they gave in. But to go and beat them two one, um, do you think it'll have any effect going into next season? Because they're going to start as favourites again next season. But do you think it'll have any effect on them to know that no, these lads here have done us now three fucking times out of four last season and, and they're well up for us? Do, will that have any sort of psychological effect on them, do you think? Um, it might have an effect in the games we play then. It won't have an effect on the other teams playing us like. But it'll be on Pep's mind and the players' mind. They know what we're capable of. But more, I think, it was a, a statement to the the other lads in the Champions League to the other three teams left it was a statement like even we are third in the league we had a bad start but we're a fucking team now we've got a great defence our midfield is clicking and the attack's unreal that that's that was more what it was about than next season I think everyone's looking at the um, the draw and thinking they want Roma but everyone's looking at that, that draw and thinking they don't want us anymore we we were the underdogs. I mean, I I prefer being the underdogs, but we were the underdogs from early days, and we're not anymore. But just a quick, just adding to that, do you know they they beat Spurs yesterday, right? And City, uh, did any of you see the game? They actually yeah, cool, tore, bro. they actually tore Spurs a new one, right, at their ground. And Spurs are this sort of super club, aren't they, in terms of defensive stability and how organised Pochettino is and whatnot? It just shows, and you got to remember, this is the same Spurs team that were unlucky against Juve, was it? And they and who was in their group? Dortmund and a couple of other teams. Real Madrid. So, 
yeah, so so exactly. So Europe would have seen that game, and you're going to remember we. It just shows you how good we were against City to see sort of City rip Spurs apart. And everyone talks about Spurs being some amazingly organised and defensive team with one yam and die and whatnot. So I think the whole of Europe, you know, I heard the, I heard the Roma, uh, the Roma pundits and sort of commentators saying, "Oh, we wanted Liverpool." That's bollocks. They didn't want Liverpool. I don't think they wanted Liverpool. Man, nobody wants Liverpool at the moment. No, I don't think so. Um, just, just the, the last word on it, and probably more so over the two legs than just Tuesday on its own. But Ian, I'll come to you first. The defence, the defence that has been much maligned for months. Years, I suppose, and, and there's been a big change since Van Dijk came in. He's a settling influence. He's he's talking people through games. He's, he's making them relax. He's letting them play their own game rather than trying to do three jobs at once. I, I think of Lovren straight away when I say that because Lovren felt he had to do five things at once to be a defender for Liverpool. Now he just does his job. But overall, for you, the defence, how impressed were you by them considering Trent was, was targeted or supposedly the very, very weak link that City were going to expose and then you have Robertson on the other side who, let's be honest, last season was playing for all the heads of Portugal as a fucking championship team. For for that back four and, and the goalkeeper to, to do that over two legs against that sort of city side, how big a thing is it for them and, and how big is the progress? Because it's definitely progress now. It's not a it's not a flash in the pan thing, this is progress. Yeah, it's tremendous. And the the worry that the rest of the Prem have got, or the rest of Europe have got, is that even though Liverpool can score three and four goals, but yet they can concede three and four as well. That that would that was our problem. You know what I mean? End to end, you have a goal, we'll have a goal. If we could shut up shop at the back, but maintain our threat up front, then we really are a proper proper side. Do you know what I mean? Van Dijk's come in and he's settled that entire back five with him included. They, they just look. I, I don't think Robertson has developed as much if Van Dijk's not alongside him. I don't think Trent would develop as much if he didn't have a confident keeper behind him. All of this stems from Virgil van Dijk, do you know what I mean? They all deserve credit, don't get me wrong. But him coming in, you can tell how good he's been because how many people have have hit us with the £75 million price tag since he's come in? No one mentions it. All they're saying is Liverpool have improved loads. You're talking about City and their defence. I said it last week, put him in that City defence and we are fucked. They're winning the Champions League. with They balls up, not going massive for him. Massive. They're spending 50 million on John Stones and fucking 8, 8 million, fucking 8 billion on that Mangala who is absolute plop. They just they just spunk money on, on overpriced shit. He's the one they should have went for. But they just look tremendous. Like, Carius looks like a different keeper. Lovren, Looks outstanding next to Virgil van Dijk. Lovren's the type of defender, when he's on his absolute game, he's an excellent defender. He cannot go below his absolute best. He's not good enough to get away with being all right, if you know what I mean. He's got to be at his best. So I still think if van Dijk got injured, we'd still, it'd still be a worry. Do you know what I mean? But he's a Rolls Royce, mate. Just the way he glides around the pitch. And they're going on. City were going on about having that goal disallowed in the, in the second leg. But their goal shouldn't have stood. Because it's a blatant foul. I don't care how small like Raheem the arse Sterling is. He still throws Van Dijk over when he's playing that ball. It's a foul. So, and another, a lesser player would have lost their shit two minutes in. But he didn't. He just got back in position, reorganised, and they just went again. It, it's, then, it's brilliant. 
And then start tripping and look on the slide as well. Yeah, <laughs> he did, yeah. That's what I mean. I love that. I love all that. Yeah, he's We've like, been saying you. for months, haven't we? Yeah. We need a little, a, a bit of the dark arts. I love and that. you know what? There was, there was nothing, there was no need for it to do it because Sterling is running, like, Sterling's 40 yards from goal. He's nowhere near the back pass. Like, Carrie's going to, and he just does it to go, I'll fucking do it to you. And what are you going to do He's done it? it because he could get away with it. Yeah, and that's I'm just going to do it because I can. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to upset where, you. Whereas, whereas someone like Moreno, it shiv you in the penalty box because yeah. he's not very smart. Yeah. Or Lovren, Lovren will fucking it'd be dead obvious. Do you know what I mean? Van Dyke's a clever man. He, he's done it miles away. The referee's not on. He's not focusing on that. He, mate, I've seen that replay twenty times, and you can barely see him do it in the replay. Yeah. You've got to see it at a real angle. Yeah. Boss, I love all that. Yeah, love it. Especially, especially with Sterling as well. Loved it. Uh, right. Just to finish up on this. Um... I'll get on to Roma now and the draw itself and watch as I'll think of it. But I have two questions, one for Matt, one for Grizz. I'll go with you and force Matt. Um, <coughs> Trent is... Grizz will just the, interrupt anyway. Yeah. Trent, Trent is in, um, in the Young Player of the Year nominations, apparently, uh, at Steve Red 16 tells us there on Periscope. He says Trent isn't in the nominations for Young Player of the Year. Do you think he should be? Based on the last month, month and a half, Yes. Based on the whole season, maybe not. Might be right. Um, who's who's in it? I don't know who's in it. He just, he just said Harry, Harry Kane, twenty-five-year-old Harry Kane. No, he's is in it, it, but he's twenty-four. It's because his birthday was twenty-third July last year, and it's anyone. He's probably taking someone else's birthday in fairness. <laughs> you know I mean? Twenty-three at the start of the season. That's why he's in it. Um, yeah, I know he's in it. Who else? Probably Rashford. A uh, couple of others. No, I mean, Sonny. Sonny. Yeah, Sonny. Jesus, me. Who? Sessignon was in it. He's not even in the Prem. How's that work? Is he? No, he can't. Is he? So I'm up on Twitter. It says last Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. But I did read it. Yeah. It doesn't nah. make sense. Like, do, do you know what? I'm not going to... I'm not going to kick off over that. It's it's fair enough. He's come on leaps and bounds lately. Uh, not too long ago, we were calling for him to get dropped for a little bit for Gomez and stuff. So yeah, it's fair enough. Like um, I was no. Well, Ian is just upset that Seth Young's in it. He doesn't care Taking about Trent. Um, but right, so Grizz, second question. Um, we 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 touched on this a, a little while ago about um, Trent maybe getting in the England squad for Russia. And my, my thing is, I, I wouldn't like to see him in the squad for Liverpool's benefit. Have the summer off, recharge the batteries, you know, and get a good pre-season under his belt instead of being away with England. But do you see him getting into the England squad? I think I think momentum's the key thing. And it's all about timing, your kind of form, isn't it? And I think with the with the high glamour games we've, he's been involved in and absolutely excelled in every single one, I think he may get in there, but I'm like you. I really hope he doesn't. Honest to God, I hope he doesn't. Because the guy's 19 still, right? Nine, he's 19 and he's, he needs to recuperate all summer and relax and, and grow yeah, as well, physically as well. And um, trust me, you, you, grow, you, you grow more when you're sleeping, so you need, uh, he needs plenty of sleep. You got, what were you going to say? Did he play up on the 21s last, last summer? I think he did. No. Yeah, he, should, he shouldn't did be he? in there. We've, we've he played the under-21s, but he weren't in the tournament last year. We've got a client coming back as well. He can get into the team. Um, he's had a rest all, all season. Like, I, I, If I was England manager, I'd take Klein and Walker myself. You'd take Klein? 
Yeah. To the England manager. If he gets minutes under his belt before the end of the season, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he's, a, he's a great defender. He came in. The, he came in the other week, and it was like he's never been away. The only thing, no chance. The, he goes, no chance. The only thing the boy for him is his fitness. But he came in, and he was just again solid client seven. He gave you everything you know you're going to get from him. Yeah, well, just a quick, just a quick look at one. I think Trippier is the one that might might um, stop playing. Yeah, somewhere, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's good. Get clopped sixty four. Just asked, well, should Trent? And it's often asked, should Trent uh, be moved into central midfield or midfield? And I've, and my opinion is, I really don't think he will play there under Klopp. A, especially the midfielders we're after, and especially the midfielders we have. I think he absolutely loves Trent as the attacking right back, and in my opinion, the best right attack. I, I tweeted it. I said, I said, in my opinion, he's got the best distribution passing range from a fullback area in the Premier League, even at this age, and he's 19. He's... Well, if he's got the best distribution, wouldn't you have him in the centre? Who? Trent. Well, no. It's, 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 see, the thing is, it all depends about how, you, how your manager, how your coach sees a set of his team. It's a different type of distribution, Klopp, isn't it? Yeah, and Klopp, and Klopp prefers his width or attacking intent coming from his fullbacks as, rather than his central mids. Yeah, so... I think if, he, if he's progressing think, how he is now, I would like to see him move to the centre in a, in a few years. Possibly, but I don't think he'll ever play there under Klopp. I, I do. I I think he might in years to come, but now I think it's similar to the Gomez situation. I think he wants to give Gomez a look at right back before he actually puts him into a preferred position. I think Trent's preferred preferred Jesus preferred position would be um, would be in the centre midfield. Um, but I don't think right now. And I don't think Trent would be very wise to push for a centre midfield role if he was to go to Klopp because I think the strength we have in there may hinder him. I think he should stay where he is and, and we'll see how it goes. Um, Ian, Make the, way, the, way, sorry, the way it is, Trent at the moment is probably the best attacking fullback, right fullback in Europe. His distribution is scandalous. So, why? Scandalously un- good. Yeah, so unless we sign a player who's world-class at right-back, and there's not many knocking about, then you just keep Trent where he is. He offers us more as a right-back than he would as a central midfielder. Do you think he wants to stay there, though? Because he's played centre-mid no, his not. whole life. Exactly. He's, yeah, he's going to push. Not. He picked up the right-back uh, mould. I think, who's he talking to? Peplinders or something? And he started yeah. learning the right-back role so he could get into the team. But well, I don't think he, he wants to stay there. Apparently well, I'm guessing Alex, there. Like. Yeah, apparently... I'm telling you facts. Oh, it, you Inglethorpe, guessed. isn't it? Yeah. It was Alex Inglethorpe who actually said, um, play right back and you'll be a star there. I don't. I think the beauty of Tar is that he doesn't actually mind Fox. playing there. He won't, he, won't, he, he, won't be, he won't be knocking on Klopp's door. He's such a good kid as well. And I've always said he's a learner. He's a good learner. He's, a good, he's got a good head on him. He's absolutely... I have never once heard you say that. Say what? <laughs> so you don't even say know what? what you said. You're full of shit. Say you, what? You've, you've always said that he's got a good head on his shoulders and he's a leader. No. I've never ever heard you say that. No, you don't listen to me. That's why. But yeah, no, he's, he's a top. He's a top. No, no, no. no listen, if, if he's going to knock on Klopp's door, he doesn't have to do it in a knobhead way. Just because he's a good kid doesn't mean he doesn't go up and say, "Listen, no, can I get a chance to send no, him in?" No, but I'm in terms. In terms of, I'm, I'm saying, in terms of, he's not bothered about where he plays at the moment. He's at that age for at least two years, three years. He will play wherever. He's at that. Well, that's what I just said. In about two years' time, I think he's going to go centre. 
Chris, Chris obviously knows. Obviously knows <laughs> Trent's mentality from all the long conversations he has with. He's him got a direct line into Trent's head. Fuck it. Oh, lads, talk. Industry, 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 industry. Um, it's in the industry, in the I mean. Industry. <laughs> but listen, I want to get your reactions to uh, the draw. Um, firstly, I, I said it openly that I'd take any of them, um, and I didn't care whether we played them home or away first. That's just a frame of mind I'm in. I, the one reservation I had was I would rather Real Madrid in a two-legged game rather than a final, because I think they're cheating fucks, and they do anything they can in, in a 90-minute or 120-minute game to get the job done. Um, Ian, um, were you open to any of them? Did you prefer somebody? Did you was there a dream way you wanted this to go? And we end up with Roma. You have to be happy, don't you? Yeah, man. Like I said on Twitter at the beginning of the season, if someone would have offered you Roma in the Champions League semi final, you'd have fucking bit the hand off. Do you know what I mean? Well, I said something a bit more crude than yeah, that. Yeah, you would have sucked them all off. We know that. Yeah, yeah. I said that. Sucked them off. <laughs> but yeah, nah, when the draw was coming out. I, I always give it the, all the bravado and that, but then there's still a part of me that thinks Roma aren't as good as Bayern Munich or as good as Real Madrid. So on paper, that's the easier of the three games. It's still a very, very hard game. You're still going to have to be at the top of your form to knock them out. I mean, they've just done one of the best performances in the Champions League history to turn that over against Barcelona, which I was made up about, to be honest. But yeah, I'd, I'd have took Roma all day long. I Personally, I prefer Madrid in a one-off game than two. Would you? I just have this thing about Madrid where they get to a final and they they find a way to fucking cheat their way through it. And I think, oh, as, wild, yeah, and I, I just think that they do anything to stop their style of play. And at the same time, they they be trying to get us booked and sent off, and it they drag it down to a horrible, horrible fucking level. I think I think we do Madrid, and I think we do Roma. I, I'm not. I'm just not sure about Bayern because I just don't know because they're they're dead old. So you think we get about them at the back? You know what I mean? With well, they're not dead old, do you know what I mean? But they've been around for ages, and I, I fancy it, but I just don't know how it'll go with Bayern. I've got a feeling Bayern are going to do Madrid over two legs, and it'll be us Bayern in the final. If it is, I'm more than happy, because I've said from the very start of the season, if we get hold of Bayern, I think we do them, and we do them easy. I think Klopp mm, yeah, would fit Bayern if he could. Yeah, I just think, uh, like, don't get me wrong, we played them in pre-season, Ancelotti was on his last legs, he looked a, he looked, uh, he looked a very lost man at the time. But the, yeah, way, yeah, that was but the way Bayern tried to play, and I don't think Robin played that day, but he tried to play through Ribery. Again, attacking Trent, and even Trent lifted him up in the air a couple of times as if to say, no, this isn't happening. And we were just devastating, and they had no answer to any sort of pace. They had no answer to any sort of pace. They really didn't. But in saying that, Phil from the Trippers has been on to me saying, no, they have this and they have that and they have that. I don't fucking care what they have. I think we do them. Um, that's just the frame of mind I'm in. Matt, Roma, first leg in Anfield, second uh, leg in the Olympico. Um, all good, all happy. Still have that plane booked for um, plane ticket booked for Kiev, yeah? Yeah, and I think I'm getting a plane uh, booked for Roma as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've said since January. Oh, sorry, since sorry, I sorry, had my host- sorry. Sharon Yates, A47, thinks you're really hot. It must be a friend of yours. You've held to go on the Periscope. That, so- that's a bot. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I've said since January, like, uh, I want the easiest route into the final. I want Roma and then I want Bayern. I think Bayern on a one-off game, we've got more chance against than Real Madrid. I, I agree with Gav. I think they're cheating scumbags. You wait for want them to win, it'll be a difficult game. So, yeah, Roma, it's, I know we, we all didn't want Barca and they put Barca out, but they're still... 
the easiest team in la- that last four. <clears throat> I just wish it was at home second leg. Um, are Madrid on course to win it three times in a row or something? They are, yeah. No. No, I didn't win it last they year. Did they? gone, didn't No, they did. Did they, did they win it last year? Like, have they won it the last two years? Yeah, I think I so. Thought yeah. they, I thought yeah. they won it three out of four. No, I think I think they're on course no, to no, beat no, them three, last win it three times. They yeah, they're on course. And that's why everyone's sort of suspicious about it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won loads of that, wasn't that? So yeah, I think I think a lot of people are suspicious about UEFA doing all they can to make sure, you know, Madrid win it three times in a, in a row or something, you know. Yeah, well, even if you look at it, there, like if Barcelona, if Barcelona had to win through, Madrid and Barcelona were kept apart in the semis. You know, yeah, and a lot of people say that. Ian, Ian is saying that for I don't know how long. Yeah, they're the balls up, they're fucking doing everything. Do you want yeah. it? Their dream is an El Clasico Champions League final. And nobody likes hot balls. No, definitely not. No. Unless, I don't know, chicken balls are nice. Kofta, kofta balls, meatballs, not chicken balls, kofta, meat kofta balls. What meat is kofta? Kofta, is that like a moody lamb? Lamb, lamb yeah, yeah, moody lamb. Moody lamb, some sort of jag lamb, as Ian would say. Yeah, yeah, jag lamb. <laughs> jag lamb. <laughs> Come here then. Grizz, hey, are you happy? Very. With life, with life in general, just, are you happy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I know you're happy with the draw. I know you're going to tell us it's going to be two all in each leg. I know what's, what's No, no, what's we've coming. got... No, no, I, I don't want to go away from my predictions. Forget the predictions for now. But, yeah, very happy with the draw. The fact that their, their back three or their, back, their centre-backs are and their full-backs are... The, the whole, the whole defence is really slow. They're, they're the cumbersome, tall, physical types. And they're really... But we love players like that. We love centre-backs like that. And they do tend to play three at the back, which we also... Do a tendency to enjoy playing against as well. The, the strength, in my opinion, that's slow. Yeah, Manal is not quick, quick though. But yeah, he's he's he's, he's easily their best centre back. But Fazio and uh, Jesus. Is, it, is Jesus that Fazio the one that was in the Prem? Yeah, it's the Spurs one. Yeah, that's seven, seven foot four, seven foot yeah, four. He's yeah, Lich. Yeah, and you got him. and you got Alexander Kolarov on the le- in, in that left wing wing back role. So. Um, yeah, if we can get Salah optimum fitness and, and, and get him going, that should be fun. I mean, look, where it's going to be, it's going to be a battle, I think, in midfield. I think they're going to make it really, really hard for us. They've got their prop, three proper physical type players in midfield, central midfield, which is going to be where it's going to be played. But confident over two legs, definitely confident. Again, just like Matt, I would have loved to see... we got Jimmy Milner. Yeah, exactly. James, James Milanero. I am. But yeah, we... I listened to something during the week and a guy from Roma was saying that despite the 4-1 at the new Camp um, Roma played quite well they get they, they, actually, they actually scored two own goals um, but managed mm. to get that goal I think it was from Dzeko at the end to make a 4-1 and they played a 4-5-1 that night but they changed then to like a 3-4-3 at home because they needed games now for me 4-5-1 doesn't really bother me they'll pack the midfield but they'll still only have three in there Um and they'll cover air, they'll try to cover air wide men. But three four three, I'm just going, please for the love of God, play three four three against us because I think we'd fucking destroy them. Um but look Mate, I, I think I think if Liverpool had drawn nil nil at home with City, we'd have went out. I think if we drawn nil nil at home with Roma, we could still go through. That's the difference. I think they need an away goal. It's all about Jacko. You stop Jacko and you stop Roma. I was gonna say it's very crucial that we get Van Dyke because we know Jacko's gonna 
do what Lukaku done and sort of what Benteke done and try to go away from VVD. We got to make sure VVD is the one that just puts him out of the game because you're right, Ian. He is the fucking and I I, I love Jekyll. I I think he's the most underrated striker in recent times. Yeah, um, somebody's on there saying, "What's the noises in the background?" That's probably my wife and daughter um, running amok in the sitting room. Um, that's probably <laughs> trying to get out the cupboard. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them's got the hands they, they fucking loose. Loud to be in the cupboard from seven till nine on a Sunday. Like I don't know what they keep doing this for every week. But no, that probably is my wife and daughter. That fucking there's mayhem in the sitting room from what I can hear. So I'll just ignore them. I'll uh, I'll have a word after this with them. Um, right, moving on. Um, I'll have a word. I'm losing weight. I'm, I'm taking no shit. Sure. No Do you know what? This new skinny Gav's proper aggressive. Uh, got, yeah, he's, he's proper aggressive. He, he's skinny upset. Gav he's has been gross. kicking off on everyone on WhatsApp. <laughs> he's proper bully. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. He's got so many people. It's Irish word with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, she, punched the, she punched the head at me, in fairness. And that's my daughter, not even my wife. Um, but, um, moving that's on. Cause she can... That's because what? You can reach your head. <laughs> um, but look, moving on. Bromets. And I said to you before this that this is probably not a boring game to talk about, but. There's not a lot of incident apart from us dominating from start to finish. And as much as it's not, you know, City and in, in, in Champions League, it's the games I love where we just go and we win and we win handsomely and we have no messing about. Um, the team for me was brilliant. The way he lined up, he just changed Henderson from Milner. I think it was the only change. And he went for it and he's putting these teams to bed and that's it. Um, Ian, a 3 0 win and we come out of it. Confidence continues to build. The, lad, the, the squad looks, uh, you know, the squad amongst themselves look in great shape. The, the, the camaraderie there between them, even Henderson after the game is having a little go off Harry Kane, which I thought was great. But, you know, a big game during the week. We get to the weekend. He keeps faith with all these players. We win 3-0. You, you can't ask for any more than that, can you? No. And how fit do we look? Oxlade-Chamberlain looked like he was on steroids. Do you know what I mean? He just didn't slow down. It, it was possibly my me, me favourite game of, of Oxlade-Chamberlain for us. Well, he didn't I play like the first half of the season, did he? He's got rested legs. Shut up. But uh, the rest <laughs> of them, no. Uh, do you know what I mean? They're just, they're just fit as fuck. Our, our fitness team are incredible. The injuries we've got are through muscle strains and they've been impact injuries, haven't they? So we've got the best in the business. We put out our team. To be fair, Bournemouth weren't really up for it, was they? They, they, they weren't good enough. They looked a bit more dangerous when they put Callum's... Uh, what's his name? Callum up front. Wilson. Callum Wilson. Uh, they looked a bit more dangerous with him up front, but mate, you know what Liverpool are at the moment? They're not just Liverpool aren't just playing really well. Liverpool are a really good side now. So to beat Liverpool, you've got to be on it, and we've got to be off it. If you know what I mean. Very few teams can turn us over when we're when we're at the races. I think if the league started tomorrow, I think we'd be a hell of a lot closer to City than we are right now at the end of the season I think we are a fantastic side at the moment like, just dead comfortable we've got the best young right back in the world we've got a Rolls Royce centre half I just want to give them all reach arounds like, they're just boss at the minute like. you're really putting yourself out there aren't you like you're, you're sucking everyone off one week you're reaching around I've been, si- I mean, I've been single a while yeah. losing weight turning me uh, homosexual I think yeah you could probably end up on don't some... get many fat gays 
You don't get no. many fat gays. Do you not? No. No, no, not really. You're not fat anymore. That, like, like, you could Christopher up, you... Biggins, that's what I mean. Ah, come on, Gal. This, this, <laughs> the, the skinnier I'm getting, yeah. the gayer I'm getting. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'd say there's potpourri and everything. I'd, stone, say... I'll be doing fucking gay ah, porn. I'd say there's potpourri and everything in the sitting room now, is there? The more way you Mate, I've, al- I've always been a fan of nice yeah. smells. Yeah. That, that, that's not yeah, to do with size. Feng Shui. He's doing Feng Shui and all of the weekend now, instead of drinking. Yeah, that's um, not... No, I pray chow, man. Um... Ma, looking in, looking into the game, we start off really well. We control it from the start. Um, Mane opens the score on a good bottom. Henderson, header is saved, and he's on the spot again, really quickly, and he's just burying it. And any hope, I think any any hope for Bournemouth has gone there and then. Um, they look like they've taken their, their defeat after seven or eight minutes. Do you think that, Ma? They haven't got much chance. Uh, they, they have to it was, that was one of the most enjoyable games for me where I could just relax my feet were up and just, just watch the game I wasn't worried about I was conceding uh, I wasn't worried about I was like just breaking down or a moment of madness I was just sheer confidence in um, in the whole game and, and it's nice it's enjoyable to finally have that after five seasons of my heart rate being a about 160 and just shit myself every single game no matter who we're playing so now it was just really professional it was uh, as Ian touched on it was the performance of a title winning team that's what it was the, the little teams we would have drawn that game a couple of seasons ago and now we're just cruising through them we didn't get our second gear and it was just nice and easy <clears throat> Mane is absolutely on form at the moment he's our most influential player in the last few weeks he's been Unbelievable! I, I love the lad. Um, so I'm so happy he got the first. And for the uh, the magic three to, to all get one, I was made up. Yeah. I'd... Do you know what can I just say about Manny? You know, we were talking. I was talking before about little subtle changes. Do you think, do you think, do you think he's faster, like over long periods than Salah, or do you think Salah's quicker from a stand and start? Well, I think he definitely beat Salah in an arm wrestle. <laughs> you should be asking me that because obviously I know I know yeah. that. <laughs> but it's the little subtle differences, and I think yeah. Mane now is almost playing in the position that Coutinho was playing earlier in the season. He's like in the inside left. He's dropping deeper. He's coming more as like a, like a number ten. Brilliant. He's a, he's a, he's possibly my favourite player at Liverpool. I know that's not cool to say because we've got a, a fella on the other wing scoring three a game. But Manny's unreal, man. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, Grizz, the control Liverpool showed in this game was unbelievable for me. And, you know, we, we, we touched on Trent earlier, but some of the balls he plays to Salah, it looks like him and Salah are getting a real understanding. Um, but the, just the way we're going about these games, like if we go back a season, two seasons, in, in Klopp's reign, let's be honest about it, we've played, we've played teams like this and... They, they get 20, 25 minutes into a game and you can see the, the confidence building and we're running out of ideas a little bit. For me yesterday, all right, we get the early goal, but we never took our foot off them. We never gave them any sort of encouragement and we basically showed them from minute one that we are way better than you and we're going to beat you. It's just a matter of how many. How good is that for you to see that? Not only creeping into our play, but being, being a constant nearly in our play now as the season goes on. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a, as Matt says, it's a lovely feeling when you can sort of go into a game, and we did go into that game sort of feeling that 
it's it's just a foregone conclusion. Do you know what I mean? It was that it was that it was that easy. The only thing I was worried about in the slightest was injuries. I was like every time Salah sort of got into a tackle or any of them. That's the only thing that I was actually worried about. There was never a, um, any doubt about the result. The team, and you're right, the, in, in, in games past, in seasons past, especially after a Champions League or a European game in the week, against this type of team, you know, slow start, you know, frustration in the crowd and in the players and on the, on the pitch as well, but we had nothing of that. The crowd was obviously still buoyant from the City game. And I think the players and the focus of the manager was right on it as well. And it's, you know, when, when the front three scored like that as well, it's beautiful as well. The, the camaraderie, the team spirit as well in the, t- in, the, in the camp. Obviously, it helps when you're winning, but it seems to be, seems to be, I don't know it, you know, Ian, but it seems to be uh, spot on. You know, it seems to be top, top camaraderie in the team. And Trent, you mentioned Trent. I think Trent, I know Ox, a lot of people said, Ian said Ox, it was Ox's favourite, his personal favourite for, uh, for uh, as in Ox's game, but I think Trent Alexander-Arnold was absolutely magnificent in that game. And to control and have such an influence from a right back at that age, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. Um, Ian, I'm going to come on to you for the second goal. And it involves Trent and it's that man Salah again and it's 40 up for the season, but if you watch Salah throughout the game up until this goal he's snatching at a couple of things it looked like this top goal scorer thing was not getting to him but a little bit in his mind and he was trying to put things away and trying to put ah, don't be starting that no 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 I think he was trying to put it out I, I, do, I do I think he was it was the first time I've seen him where no he didn't look I agree with Gav no he I didn't look sure of, of course himself, you do but there was for me it was something like there was one where he got it early and it was a, a great bottom Trent he takes it lovely, comes in, and he kind of swipes at the ball. It goes on target, if don't get me wrong, but I think usually Salah be bending that or you know hitting it a lot cleaner. But just when you think in that he's is he is, is it getting to him? He goes and does this fucking header, which is fucking ridiculous. And although I love the header, I have to go with the ball for it, which is absolutely inch perfect from about fifty yards. Um, Ian, how good a goal was that? Mate, in at the time when it's one nil, they were never going to score. So it's hard to get you out of your seat. Do you know what I mean? But I can't think of another right back in the world who can play a pass like that. Maybe Danny Alves in his prime. That was his type mm. of pass. He's that talented, Trent. I think that's why he will stay at right back because of the delivery he gives from out wide like that, and from a deep position as well. So the defense can't even get set. It's not like he's getting to the byline and pulling it back. He's doing it from fucking 50, 60 yards out. He's, he's unbelievable. And I do think, to be honest, I think Salah's had quite a few games like that lately, but he's just getting it done. Do you know what I mean? He just keeps going and he keeps going and he's relentless. He's like a magnet. Like The amount of chances he gets. And he, he, he took a couple of wrong options yesterday where he should have squared it or whatever, but you can understand why he's not passing because he's scoring fucking for fun, you know what I mean? I think Steve McManaman said in the, in the commentary after the game, He's buried that because he hasn't had time to think about it at all. He's just gone off pure instinct. Do you know what I mean? And I thought it was just, it was a brilliant goal. You need a bit of luck. He doesn't know where the keeper is, but he's played the percentages, hasn't he? It's boss. But like friend of the pod, the friend of our pod, Aaron, said he was finished because he hadn't scored in the first eight minutes. I think he said something like that, paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You just got to give fucking, just got to give Salad, just leave him alone. Eventually he will score. 90 minutes. 
He's just gone and score. Just leave him alone. I, I'm happy with him missing six or seven because he gets fucking... He gets 15 chances a game. I've never... For a man who doesn't play centre-forward, I've never seen a, a, a wide forward get as many chances as him. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Just yeah, got... His anti- like Matt said before, his anticipation is off the chart. His movement is fantastic from inside to in. He's got like a striker's instinct. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's tremendous. Like. Yeah, he really is. And... Um... Before I go on to the tour goal, um, talking about you know how we we control a game and how we just we take, I think we take other teams' emotion over. We're just we're just drilling them down into this into this sort of outlook where they they just know they're beaten. I, like I watched so many teams over the years go to Old Trafford and come out on the pitch, and you know by looking at them they're beaten. And like Eddie Howe after the game was was all like, "We played a really good team. We played one of the best teams in Europe there today." are basically saying we're not fucking good enough to compete against these and we knew it and we knew it from early but um, the talk goal is from Firmino Firmino I, I think a couple of minutes earlier gets fucking upended um, but the talk goal Matt is Firmino and that is now 25 for the season for Firmino how is the stats going on Firmino Matt are you still keeping them up and how far behind is Morata because that's the most interesting thing yeah, I was actually thinking about this today. I was going to give Steve a, a little jab. Um, yeah. I haven't kept him up, no, but he's well ahead of Morata anyway, because so, Morata's shite. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, it's just, if we didn't have Salah scoring 40 like a madman, then everyone would be shouting about how world-class Firmino is, because he, what's he on now? 25, yeah. It, it's unbelievable. For a player that offers so much defensively, I'm, I'm, I'm not even just talking about running around at the top and pre- uh, pressing people down. He's running back past the midfielders to make tackles, to start stuff. He, he's everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Um, another friend of the pod, Ben Webb, put a tweet out today saying he, he's literally every position moulded into one, and I couldn't agree with him more. It's, the, the goals are a bonus to what he does. Um, that's why... I've always fancied him as our nine with them two wide, fast people either side because even if he didn't get the goals, then he's still off on the team so much. But now he's added these goals. He, I, I'm surprised he's not in the uh, player of the year shortlist. He's not fashionable enough to be in it. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Who is in the player of the player? Who is the shortlist? You got David Silva, um, Kane, Salah. De Bruyne, uh, there's another city one, isn't there? Is it Jesus? It couldn't be him. Could be Sane. Yeah, I think it's Sane. No, Sane's in the young one. Yeah, but you can be in both. Who's Kane? I think, I think Kane's 27. Uh, Kane will just say he won it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, that's just the way it goes. Um, Grizz, I want... It's 3-0. The game's over. Um... And then we have, and somebody come up here and said, we see uh, Firmino and we see Mane on the bench practicing dance moves after they're being subbed. And we, boy, we, me and David you, as well. David De Gea, yeah, well, he's always on it. He's just penciled in from August. You know what I mean? But, um, but Grizz, I touched on it and you touched on it, the camaraderie around the team. Um, well, when we're winning 3-0 and we're doing it in that style, just... I, I, I often wonder, do, how, how much of it t- does it take out of people's legs, do you think, 
when you're winning games like that. Because I love the argument that if you're winning, you don't get tired. I love that argument. Um, if you're winning, you don't get tired. Now, we have seven days for our next game. Does that take much out of the team, do you think, when we win a game like that? Did he come off and think that was hard? Because it didn't look hard to me. Oh, no, that was... That was a glorified training session. I mean, that, that, was, that was a type of game where you sort of... It's kind of the ideal game before, like, a, a Champions League quarterfinal, you could say. I mean, semi-final, I should say. I mean, next week... See, it's interesting. Next week will be far harder sort of West Brom away but yesterday you could see the players were actually enjoying it you know as 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 Ian says Ox was like fucking like it's the start of the season not it's like the end of the se- coming to the end of the season and not just Ox you got to remember I mean okay Hendo's missed a few games but the energy and you know we've got to give a shout to the captain is you know often vilified I mean he looked fresh as a daisy the whole team we actually looked really fresh even you know Bobby doesn't get tired he didn't think Sort of, we're playing Bournemouth, we're strolling. Let me not track back. Let me not do the things I do in a sort of uh, a game where, we, where it's sort of more important. He still does, he still put the effort in. I'm sure his distance covered, et cetera, et cetera, are still the same. So it's just, we're just a very oiled machine at the moment. Everyone knows their roles. Whoever comes into the midfield knows their roles. For example, straight swap between Hendo and Milner. And it's beautiful to watch. It is actually beautiful to watch. I'm really enjoying it at the moment, man. Oh, that was a glorified training session. There was no... I don't think, you know, that matters. You know, in, in terms of f- affects their f- physical shape for the coming week. Yeah. Um, do, you know what, do you know what the mad thing is? I actually think their three centre-halves played quite well. Actually, was good. had a really good game. I think that was probably the best performance from a centre-back on Salah, actually, that yeah, I've seen. You yeah. know, Aki actually controlled him I fairly well. Played they played that poorly. It's just, like Chris said, it, Routine it just rates. levels, isn't it? Just levels. It is levels. We're, we're much better side. We're about to be crowned kings of Europe, do you know what I mean? Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we are. It is levels. And, and <clears throat> I think the way, Ed, as I said, I think the way Eddie Howe went down after the game in, in his post-match interviews, um, he knew it as well. And he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to, like, tell fucking lawyers to the, to the, to the Bournemouth fans watching. He basically said, listen, these are really, really good. And we've done our best, but it's, it's just not going to be good enough. Um, what do I want to say to you? Yeah, we've seven days for our next next game. It's West Brom away. We need two more wins to guarantee Champions League football. Um, our remaining league games, West Brom, Stoke, Chelsea, Brighton. And one of them probably in there. But I can't, no, is that it? It might be it. Um, but we need, two, we need two more wins. Um because Chelsea miraculously fucking pulled it back against Southampton. But we will get them. I, I, I don't think there's any problems there. I think we will get them. Lastly on the game, I want to touch on Ian. Um, I'll come to you for it. And it was the 29th anniversary of Hillsborough yesterday. Um, an emotional occasion as usual. Um, the cop, the mosaic on the cop looked very well. And what more can we say about this? You know, this has gone from you know fans being blamed on things to, to being... You know, completely. You know, they're innocent of anything, and that's being proven in a court of law. Now, it's there's probably civil cases going on and different things. We're not going to get into that because you're probably not allowed. But um, again, emotional occasion for everyone. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, anyone any fan of Liverpool gets a bit melancholy around this time of year. But I, I think. Even more so if you're, if you're a local red as well. Do you know what I mean? You can see that. You can go and see the memorial whenever you want. It's got a lot more visitors. Uh, 
you always have your minute silence no matter where you are you can be in shopping centers or anything like that they always it's just it's a very strange emotion do you know what I mean you don't really even though like the lies and all that have stopped now you still don't they still really haven't had the justice have they so fast but I don't know I don't really know how to talk about it those things it, it, what can you say that hasn't already been said do you know what I mean it, it, it's depressing the best way and it, it takes your breath away when you're at the ground I don't even I went to I've been to quite a few of the memorials I don't even go to them anymore and that's not because I don't care anymore that's just because they just they just ruin you do you know what I mean they, they really do ruin you like but fair play the, the families have stuck at it it's made us stronger as a fan base we're an incredible side do you know what I mean we're an incredible team that's why the fans get on so well with the team that's why we're a, we're a proper club do you know what I mean and stuff like this has helped bind those, like, tie those binds together, do you know what I mean? So, keep it going. don't really know what else to say about it. Yeah. Just to be honest. No, no, I just wanted one more from Money is on it. That was all, because I wouldn't let the podcast go without, without um, us saying something on it. But, um, yeah, it's always an emotional occasion. Um, I think the club do it very well in the way they organise things on the day and stuff like that. And I have to say, of all the years that you've seen this go on at Anfield around this weekend, um, it's always impeccably observed, whether it's a minute silence or a minute applause or, or whatever it is. And the amount of clubs yesterday coming out and tweeting on social media about it, um, Arsenal United were, were two of the first ones I seen yesterday morning. So it's all it's all, it's all around the world. Clubs from all around the yeah. world. I've seen clubs from Germany do it. There's a couple from France, Holland. Do you know what I mean? In in general, people people are good, aren't they? There's goodness within people, and they they see the injustice, they see what we've gone through, and people. Tragedy brings people together in most cases. Yeah, and it does. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, well, we're more or less going to leave it there. Um, but <coughs> during the week, you've all got us over the five hundred quid. Um, I think we're around. We're closer to six now, I think. And because of that, we've promised a bonus pod. That bonus pod is going to start. We're going to end now in a couple of minutes, and about five minutes later, we're going to come back online, and we're going to start again. But this is where it's all different. Um, we don't have an agenda. We don't have um, anything to talk about. We'll probably just talk randomly between ourselves. Unless What we do is, we did ask some questions with a hashtag, and we have one or two. But what we do is, we just go through Periscope. I think three of us at the moment are watching the Periscope, so we're well able to pick up questions and go with it. It'll be about 40 to 45 minutes. It's going to start with a bang. I'm just letting you know that. It's definitely going to start with a bang. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's one thing I can guarantee um, and then that bang will have a twist and Grizz knows the twist and Grizz is going to supply the twist at the end of it um, we'd like to thank you all for listening again this week we will be back in about 5 minutes or so for your bonus pod 45 minutes ask what you like anything you like football, non-football anything at all and we'll try to answer and you know what happens when we start discussing random topics it goes very 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 weird very, very, very quickly. So that's what you can look forward to. We will be back um, about five minutes' time. But that's been the Fatback 4 for this week, the actual Fatback 4. Um, the bonus one's coming up, as I said, in a couple of minutes. We'll see you then. And, um, yeah, go and get a drink. Get whatever you need. Get ready. And um, You'll need uh, some drinks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I will anyway. Um, but we'll be back in about five minutes, all right? Over and out.
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.